0: Hey, yo, Josh, let me get a little bit of reverb. Yeah. Jay Will.
1: Yeah, I'm about that lifestyle. I talk green work. repping it all over. It's right on the t shirt. Been for
0: a lifetime. Yeah, that's a long pass. Thinking I would show some love right on the podcast. Turn this up loud and make sure you don't do nothing else.
1: If you're listening to us, and you're improving your health my name is jay will Welcome it wrap it 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 wrap it wrap
0: it
1: some wrestling reverb it is we've just had what a big huge week of wrestling SummerSlam, slam takeover kevin is here what up kevin
0: oh what's going on i've been uh been as i was saying before before we started i've been homebound the last couple of days came into contact with a covid positive person oh. so i've been laying low took the test and now we just gotta wait and see
1: wait it out i i know what that wait is like too it's awful it's
0: just like, mm, yeah, mm, just, like, you took it. So I didn't think the test itself was like that bad. A little, little uncomfortable, but yeah. uh, I'd not as bad as I I probably made it out to be in my own head. Yeah.
1: Um. It's it doesn't like hurt per se. It's just yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's not like the most pleasant experience. Um, there's really nothing like it, is there? Like, there's no no feeling. No, I've never done
0: anything like that in my life. I mean, I've done like nasal sprays and stuff when I'm sick, and that. But that was different. That's just that's just sticking something right up your nose.
1: Yeah, and you you, they go right up there, don't they? They like certainly they certainly go in there. But hey, um, you said to me in our pre chat, you got to watch Takeover and SummerSlam from the comfort of your own home. So that's always a good thing.
0: Yeah, this is like the first time God, since WrestleMania that, or no, I, I watched In Your House from home, but like it's, it's, in terms of main roster pay-per-views, the first one I've gotten to watch from my own home without, really I was pretty much done with work too, so I was you know, uninterrupted, and goddamn, it was a good show, It's a good show to be able to watch. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, SummerSlam and TakeOver, both good shows. We'll talk about them in a minute. I did hype the fact this week. Um, I know you're hearing this reverb a little earlier, um, depending on when I edit. I mean, it could be out at normal time, but I'm, I'm pretty certain I'll get it out to you guys on a Thursday. So, um, you're hearing this a little earlier than normal, but it's rhyme and reason. Um, there is. Make sure you stay tuned to the end of this episode, because there's a big, mega, important, super-duper, crazy announcement. That I will make at the end of this episode, so we're going to talk TakeOver and SummerSlam before we get to that, um, so buckle up, we got a good show planned, um, like we said we had two good days of wrestling, um, we, we have to start off the show with one thing and one thing only Kev, um, it, we, we talked about it last week so we won't go into too much um, more on what to say for the future, but um Renee Young is officially done with WWE and and had a beautiful little send-off with SummerSlam and um I haven't watched the bump yet but I believe she was on the bump and she like wrote a very heartfelt letter to her WWE family and it's nice you know what a, a lot of people um that are anti-WWE don't like this but it's nice to see someone leave WWE and just be super grateful and super positive and like it just seemed like a, a she had more so that it was just her time to leave, nearly eight years, and she's just, she's ready to close that chapter. And it's just nice to see someone be so like, I had a great time. I, I love the people that I work with. It generally seems like, you know, with a lot of the tweets that we've seen and just a lot of the interactions that everybody just seemed to like Renee. Um So I just thought I'd give a little quick little like, hey, what a nice little send off with with Renee, you know, getting to do the last kickoff panel and she did a little bit of a watch along with WWE
0: that they do. Um, and
1: just like a very happy ending, I feel. It's nice yeah. to
0: see. It is. I, I honestly, a lot of times you, see, you don't see that with WWE. You don't see like the, they get like the, the fanfare. A lot of times people just sort of leave and you don't really talk about it. And that's even, you know, even some of the bigger names, that's how they go sometimes. And I, I get that. But it is nice to see that you know they, they rolled out the the they rolled out the testimonials they they gave her the last kickoff they gave her I think she was on the bump either today or yesterday and and yeah. they had a lot of people come on and and, tell, and wish her well and talk about how much she meant how much she meant to the, to them to the company and she you know and we yeah we talked about it last week and we've talked about it before her importance can't be overstated like she did so many things that Probably, probably things we don't even know about. Honestly, yeah. behind the scenes, we probably don't even know the full extent of how much she put in to WWE, and she made the she made everything so much better just by being there.
1: Yeah, just a true gem. Um, and I'm just looking forward to now we can officially say Renee Paquette, she's back. She's she's back to she rediscovering is. Renee Paquette. So um, that's exciting for her. We're, well wishes to one Renee. Um, but I just thought I'd chime that in there that it's like. Official now. I guess it wasn't technically official last week when we talked about it, but I mean it was. Yeah, all, it was. It
0: said. was just. It was like an. It was the worst kept secret at that point. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically, um. So just thought I'd start off, but let's um. Let's talk a little bit of NXT Takeover before we get into um Thunderdome and SummerSlam, um. Because there's a lot to say on the Thunderdome a, a lot, um. But let's talk about Takeover. <laughs> uh, Takeover was, um. Okay, TakeOver, it was better than In Your House, although I liked In Your House, but this TakeOver was better. Um, I, I, I will break down a lot of this stuff, but um, the first match was good. Finn and, and Tim had a, a good fight, and there's not really too much more to say about that. It just what it was what it was. It was just physical, and I liked it. But the latter match, um, Kev, I don't know why, but you just put all these people in there, and you're like, oh, this would be great, and I just didn't really like it. Is that weird? Am I just... Was I just not in tune, or was something off with me? Was it more me than the uh, match? I didn't like that match very much.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I I liked it. I didn't think it was the best match on the show, and we'll, mm. I'm sure we'll get to we'll get to that. It, uh, ladder match, you know, I, It's hard to have a bad ladder match. You know, it's basically just a spot fest. That's what it is, and there were some good spots. But like, I don't know. It, uh. it didn't feel like. Now, and I'm glad Priest won. I like, I, I definitely thought Damian Priest was the right choice to win. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some moments in there that I thought Velveteen might win, and I was like, my, my skin was curling. I'm like, oh Mine no, too. that but, was my yeah.
1: biggest thing. Was like, oh, I just don't want Dream. Yeah. to be the in there. Just there
0: were at least win. there were one or two moments where I thought he had it. But no, the mm-hmm. thing with that ladder match is that, um, again, ladder matches are built on spots and spots really work well when you have the big crowd to react to them
1: true so yeah
0: so in that sense that probably was a little flat in that sense there were some good spots but I think my favorite one was kind of low-key it was Gargano was like running around ringside and he like cross-bodied Cameron Grimes with Grimes turned it into somewhat of like a Spanish fly yeah, almost
1: see that. that was, that really, was cool. really cool Cameron Grimes I thought had it multiple times I, I was like Cameron Grimes is winning this match. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, he could but- have been. I would have been. I would have been. I would have been okay with that too. He, he definitely put on a show. That's what I think. I think that the thing this match did so well was it took the it took the dudes that you know, Dream. Say what you will about him, but Dream was is is on that star level in NXT, and Gargano is obviously as well. I think this latter match did a really good job of taking Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest, and elevating them to a to a another level definitely i'll I'll take that but i i get what you're saying the thing is when you think of the nxt north american ladder match you're always going to compare it to the first one because there's there's only been two and the first one was better like no doubt
1: oh yeah 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 i think it was just more so a lot of the spots in that match and while i like some of them a lot of them were blown they blew a lot of spots in that match i don't know if it was just me being nitpicky but i was just like I think I just expected a little bit more, and I maybe it, maybe it was more me. Um, but they just blew a lot of spots that I, I I liked the spot with Candace and Bronson. I thought that was cool when he yeah, got into the ladder. One. That was a good spot. Um, the dream spot at the very end when they just kind of tossed him into obscurity. That was nice. Um, that was just more so me leaving like yeah, fuck off. Um, but <laughs> um, but yeah, Priest getting the win. I I am happy for him happy to see him get a little bit of a chance to flourish and a chance to grow a little more because um, I think he needs to. Um, so I was happy to see him win, but I really did think Cameron Grimes had it a few times. But yeah, overall, I just didn't, I wasn't like thrilled with it. I was just coming out of that like, oh, okay. I, I I just didn't really, I don't know. Maybe I need to watch it again. But, um, you know, it was it was still good. Like you said, you didn't hate it. You liked it. Um, But I think we'll spend a lot of time on on Adam Cole and Pat McAfee because that was the opposite. I I no. loved that match. I mean, that, that was incredible. that was one of the best matches of the entire weekend. Um Pat McAfee is an incredible athlete. Um let's let's be honest and it just goes to show how good Adam Cole is to get that quality of a match out of out of someone who's like literally never wrestled on television before. Um Pat's naturally very good at wrestling. <laughs> he's green obviously. And there was a lot of stuff where it's like, Oh boy, but it's his first match on, on a big scale. Um, he's, he's selling, I thought was really good for someone who's that new. And I just thought he was taking a lot of stuff. I mean, he took the, the Panama sunrise. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
0: that's, looks that's the game. Yeah. That, that would be an easy one for him for, to, for a novice to, to not take right. You know, we've seen yeah. it, but, yeah, McAfee just, he gets it, man. He gets the business, and it's clear, you know, from a night one. I, I'm, I'm watching this match, and I'm watching this match, and I find myself nitpicking a little bit. I'm like, oh, McAfee could have been like a split second faster to this and that. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm like, I'm getting this in-depth on a dude who's never done this before. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah. So I took, you know, to take a step back and just to look at that match for what it was was awesome. Awesome, yeah. awesome show. Awesome Very athletic.
1: Match. He does a beautiful, beautiful moonsault. Like that flip was just, I was like, oh baby, that was perfect. Then the Swanton did. And and there was times in that match where I thought he was going to win. The only thing that I'll say about that match is there was one spot that really did irritate me. And that's when McAfee kicked the stairs and then took like a good two seconds to react. I was like, what are you doing fall down (laughs) you know that spot that he did
0: I know I I know I know what you're talking about I kind of thought it was funny
1: oh I found it funny too um but there was a uh, a good second where he was just like stood there and I'm like is he gonna sell this
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had had a commit he's like did that hurt or no I don't know but there was a good one um that I thought was funny and it's not his fault because it's probably just the way it was laid out but he he did hit like the big flying nothing from the top rope into a super That (laughs) was, that was good. Yeah. I was just like, Oh, what are you doing? That's not Pat's fault. That's just, that's probably how they laid it out. That's just wrestling in general.
1: Um, but yeah, um, really, really good stuff on that one. That was a a lot of fun that match. And I was just like, whoo, that's, that's good. And the stuff with his kind of crew and the undisputed era, um, getting them kind of out of the way, but yeah, the, the finish him taking the, the Panama sunrise. I was like, Oh damn you do you. And I was like, that's good on him for being able to do that. And I know he's come out and said either today, yesterday, he kind of said that, you know, I'm not saying I'll never do it again, but he's not going to commit to a WWE schedule, but certainly something he would like to explore more, especially something yeah. with an arena full of fans. One day you could imagine yeah.
0: he'll be back. in it would be silly not to with, do it again. Yeah. He'll, oh yeah. We'll see him again. The thing with Pat is that he is in demand in a lot of different things. Like, you know, he, he's, a prospective uh announcer for you know college football and and all these other things and you know he's got a lot of different avenues that he could pursue. So yeah. if I were him I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't commit to a to a full-time schedule right now either but he'll I think we'll definitely see him again. Yeah. Yeah,
1: um and big props to Adam Cole for being able to I mean it takes two to tango of course but yeah, um, uh, being able is- to get that good of a match out of someone who's never wrestled, you know, on a big stage at all before um that shows the talent of uh, one Adam Cole, and we'll, we'll oh, talk yeah. about a, Seth Rollins as well. But um, this was
0: this was Cole's heat check. You know, we we know he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But it's like, how far does that go? How yeah. good is he? Like, could he get a good match out of anybody? Yeah. And I'm not saying obviously it's easy. It's a little easier when you have someone who adapts so well to the to the sport like Pat did. But yeah, Cole did everything. He sold really well. he. he when you look at it like, oh, you know, there were times I thought McAfee could win. You, that is, you could attribute that directly to Cole. Like he mm-hmm. you know, he yeah. made it look like Pat was beating the shit out of him at times.
1: Yeah, definitely. Really, really, really good stuff. Also something that was really good at TakeOver um, was Dakota and Eo. Oh, I yeah. was, we we talked about how the fact that we we're scared that we we're going to get overshadowed. They certainly did not. They certainly had a, a, a relative amount of time as well, which was good. And there was, again, moments in that match where I thought Kai had it. Um, especially when, you know, kind of Raquel got involved and everything like that. Um, a really, really just solid match. There's not too many spots I can really think about and and say out loud, but just a really fun match that I genuinely enjoyed. I think, um, more so we need to talk about, um, obviously EO1, um, but then Rhea coming out and having that face off with Raquel, which is something that I didn't know I wanted, (laughs) but I was like, oh, all right, I'm down with this and stare down but the shot at the very end, it's very big props to their camera people here. Um, yeah. Io I mean, holding I mean, that, I mean, yeah. holding the title up and Rhea being in the background like, bitch, that's mine.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you can't, obviously Rhea could go through Raquel and they are going to have a good, Raquel is like, I, I don't know. We don't I know we don't actually see her compete too much, but she really is like really good at what her role is. Like yeah. she's done really well with Dakota. I yeah. think they'd bring out the best in one another. She added to that and match
1: so much, by the way. Actually. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, so we'll see that. But, yeah, you can't keep Rhea Ripley out of the title picture for long. You know, no. especially, you know, you lose it in a triple threat. You lose it to two incredible competitors. You lose it in a match with two world-class competitors. You, you got to get back in the hunt. You, you, don't, you don't fall down the ladder after something like that. So it's only a matter of time before Ripley's back in the, in the title chase.
1: Yeah, um, and I'm all for it. Um, with Rhea, I feel like I know that she loves NXT and she wants to be in NXT for a long time. But NXT are going to be included in this draft. Triple H said so over the weekend. I could see Rhea Ripley being drafted to Raw or SmackDown easily.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's that's probably where she's needed most right now. It, you know, it, it doesn't. Yeah, I say so. Be in the title picture, it doesn't have to be NXT. You put her on Raw. You put her on SmackDown. She's right. Right up the top of the list immediately, yeah. just maybe just because of who she is and what she's done.
1: yeah, I agree. I think it's um I think it could be a lot of a lot of fun. um so that match was really good obviously the 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 NXT championship match, I didn't love the match itself to be I didn't think it was bad at all. um Keith Lee and um carrying cross cross obviously won we know now we've just uh we're recording this just after NXT. It's no longer a thing. He, of course, relinquished the NXT Championship, separated his shoulder during that match. Um, and we'll just outright say this right now. Next week on a Tuesday edition of NXT, because it's something's on, um, a a fatal four-way match between Johnny Gargano, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Adam Cole. But it will be the a 60-minute Iron Man match. So a, a four-way Iron Man match, which has never really happened before. Which is going to be a task to keep us in this era interested for sixty minutes. In I I know they can do it; they're all absolute superstars. Um, But we'll talk about both of this here. Kevin, first and foremost, carrying cross winning and then relinquishing. I mean, it's it sucks, especially which we know what the we kind of knew what the kind of general plan was for carrying cross was just to kind of dominate. And I think he was gonna have a fairly long reign, which I'm sure he'll still get later down the line when he's back. Um but sucks to see. Um how'd you feel about the yeah. match? Him winning and then losing it and then this sixty-minute IMA match. How do you feel about it all?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it sucks. Obviously, any I I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of the match at Takeover, but it kind of makes sense. Like, to carry on cross separated his shoulder somewhere in there. It's kind of hard to have a good match when you only have one arm. Yeah. And when you look at it like that, it's actually kind of incra- it's actually kind of crazy that they had the match that they did, in- including I don't know how he landed, but uh, that 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 Doomsday Saito he won the match with. You know yeah. that's tough. That's a tough one to take when you're when you have when your your shoulder is literally not put together. So that sucks. And yeah, I I don't know. It, it, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and, and yeah, I Carry On Cross as a dude, you 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 built on this dominance, so to see him actually get taken out by by a real world thing sucks. It does kind of help though that he wasn't beaten, so you know he could say so he could you know he can come back and sort of pick that back up. Yeah, but uh, as far as the Iron Man match goes, yeah, four four way Iron Man match, never seen it. Sixty minutes—that's a long time. I know it, but yeah, if you're gonna have four dudes in there that could pull it off, it, it's probably these four. It's probably Balor, Gargano, Champion, and Cole. Like just four absolute studs for the best NXT champions we've ever had. It, it's fitting. It really is. It's fitting. Mm-hmm. Well, i say three of the best NXT champions we've ever had. Gargano's reign really wasn't anything, but I digress. Four of the best superstars NXT's ever seen.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I'll ask you now. I think Finn Balor is going to win this one. But I think it's a, for me, it's a toss-up between Balor and Champa, But I, I'm going Finn Balor. Who would you, if you were to venture a guess?
0: I would also say it's between those two, but I'll go Tommaso Champa. I think that would be perfect.
1: Fair. I think it'll be, I, I do think it'll be good. It'll just be interesting to see how we react as fans, because 60 minutes is a very long time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, oh, it is, I and mean, you, you don't see that anymore, and for for good reason. Even when you look at like the some of the sixty minute Ironmans throughout history, you know there haven't been that many. No. Uh, and then, I, I guess probably the most famous one you could think of. Well, maybe it doesn't. It really depends. But Hart, era, Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania is one yeah. of the more yeah. prominent ones. And I I've watched that match, and I'm I'm not crazy about it, honestly. I, I think it is I think 60 minutes is a long way to go, but it's been done and it's been done really well.
1: And four people so, is different to two. We know that how four ways can true, kind of go. gonna, yeah.
0: Everyone can get their, their little rest spots mm. in and you can still keep the match flowing as if it were a regular, you know, a regular match. I think match. it's
1: gonna be a lot of I know WWE Fatal Four Ways are like this, but NXT is a, is different, but I think it's gonna be a lot of like one on one matches within the four way. <laughs> if you get what I mean, Um, there'll be a lot of people resting and they kind of have to. And then when we get to, I think we're all going to get to a spot other, it's going to go two ways. It'll be all zero for the whole time until the very end, or everyone's going to be on one and we'll go to a sudden death. That's how
0: I see it. I'm I'm cool with it. I've I've already talked myself into the ceiling of this match Mm -hmm. because you know, if uh, best case scenario with the four nudes involved, the stipulation, the championship obviously hanging in the balance. This could be a classic. This could be an all-time. Oh, yeah. It about, really could be. That's wrong. I'm at. I, I that's am I'm, I'm fully on the hype train for this match.
1: Uh, me too. I'm gonna enjoy it. Um and I, I'm ready. Um, we mentioned Keith Lee. Uh well, let's talk about his raw debut because it got a it certainly got opinions. Now Let's look at it in two ways, okay? So Keith Lee, if you didn't, if you missed Raw, he um, went one on one with Randy Orton. Um, it was a no contest, thanks to Drew McIntyre. Um, he got some new gear, which resembles a skirt, and um, he got new theme music. Uh, very, you know, basic generic rock music. Now, let's look at the the internet's reaction to this, Kev. It was very much like. What the fuck? Yeah, um, it wasn't good. It wasn't the best. Now, I know that I'm one that's kind of said, I always look on the positive side of things. And yes, I do. Um, he got in there with Randy Orton, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, someone who's at the top of his game right now and, and held his own. He's going to do so the same at payback this week. Um, but the music was not good. The look wasn't, I didn't hate the look as much as everybody else did, but it certainly was different. The thing is, is that the main roster call-ups are very, um, the main roster has this thing, of this stigma, I guess, which they're kind of proving here is that they take everything you love about an NXT superstar and just kind of throw it away and do things in the main roster way. Now, I don't necessarily think music and and, a, and attire defines him as a character because he still does seem like the same kind of character. He's still limitless. He's still basking his glory, all of that kind of stuff. Um, He's still Keith Lee and he still moves the same and he held his own with Randy Orton. That's a pretty big feat. Um, And it says a lot on Orton as well to be kind of like, I understand he's working for a company, but Orton would have a little bit of say in what he does and to be like, Hey, I'm going to work with Keith Lee not once, but twice in one week. That's a pretty big, you know, pat on the back, but um, I'm not going to, sit here and say that the music and the attire was great because it certainly was not. Um What do you, are you just like that? Are you, which side are you on here? Are you like, it's just an attire. It's just music. Let it be. He's doing fine. Or are you like, that was everything we liked about Keith Lee and it's changing and I don't like it.
0: Uh, it's not everything we like about Keith Lee. I mean, and, and yeah, it, the, the, the attire and the music don't make the superstar, 100 percent in the way obviously his natural ability and charisma will shine through no matter whether he's wearing a, a a thong or whatever he's wearing whether he's wearing like a i don't know but whatever but there is something to that though i think there needs i think we've gotten so used to the look of keith lee with like the, 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 the you know, i i think of keith lee i think a no shirt baby blue tights and awesome music now from what i heard the music wasn't necessarily wwe's fault apparently no. the cfos guys split up and they they can't really use their stuff anymore
1: yeah it's something to do i see in reddit is like when they first signed cfo dollar sign whatever you want to whatever you want to call them i don't know exactly how to pronounce that band's name um but um basically when they signed up they want 50% of the right. revenue from the music and on whatever, now that they've split up with them and they're with a different uh, music group. It's a lot of, it's apparently optional to superstars, but WWE encouraging that we use other music and apparently more music is coming for Keith Lee. They just had that yeah. track. That's- um So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um if it's optional and you know, it's a little bit like, if again WWE is a business they don't really want to share the rights to music or their revenue with music they would rather own it all themselves I can't blame him
0: for that I can't blame him for that and so and yeah I definitely got the feeling that this was like placeholder music and he's actually going to get a more legit theme yeah whether or not it's as good as the old one will remain to be seen but I'll keep I'll keep an open mind on that the gear the gear is not good I'm not a fan of the new gear uh i don't and i think that it, that is important because it's a big it is a it is a part of a wrestler it's not the See whole thing yeah definitely yeah uh but hey maybe that's temporary maybe you know and i think and again i've said this with with different art i've said this with different things but it kind of applies here too wwe is something where the fans have a say you know the fans do get to to influence things to an extent and I think if people are really mad about the gear and they want him to go back to his old gear and they 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 say it and they 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 make their opinions known, I think that'll happen. it's the, on one hand like yeah I, I, I'm, you know you look at it like the superstar you know the gear isn't that big a deal, but look at it from the corporate point of view. I don't think it's that big a deal for them to change it back, honestly. I'm not sure what they have That's to true. gain by changing it necessarily. Yep. No. And no, as for as for his debut in general, and you you know in terms of what he did, yeah, you don't. Not a lot of dudes walk onto a television show for the first time, and their first action is against one of the best ever, and one of the best right now, and Randy Orton. Yep. That's a big rub, and you know, I he's yeah, he's got the match at payback, and well, he might lose. He might, it's it's very possible he loses because you don't want Orton losing before ostensibly a rematch with Drew. Drew could always cost him the match though and Keith could get his win that way. But no matter what happens at that match, I think you have to look at you, you do have to look at the big picture. Like, you know, Keith isn't going to be WWE champion on night 1. That that is something that mm-hmm. is very rare. And I think yeah. you just have to sort of roll with it and see where the story goes. I think Keith has a long career ahead of him. I think he's obviously had some shine on him or else he wouldn't have been an nxt north american champion yeah. and an nxt champion at the same time like they clearly have, they clearly have plans for him and i, oh, I think of yeah. it like this, to, to wrap this point up what would be what do you think how do you think the people would have reacted if instead of putting him on raw like the week after ap- like the day two days after he lost the title he goes on raw and he's he's in the he's in the match with randy Orton, but he's got he's got bad gear and bad music you think that people would be more pissed about that or if they kept him off TV for like 6 weeks while they shuffled around looking for music? I think people would be more mad at that. Yeah.
1: Me too. Um I don't know. It's it is what it is. It'll, it'll, it 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 it's in the past now. You can't really change it, but we'll see what happens yeah. come payback. Um but a good spot for Keith. Um all right. We need to talk about SummerSlam and we need to talk about the uh issues that the ThunderDome had. Um Okay, so let's talk about SummerSlam. I uh, will start off with obviously the two matches that Oscar had for the both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. Now, Oscar and Bailey started off the night a good start. I thought it was a one of the better Oscar Bailey matches that they've had, at least in the recent little times. Um, I really enjoyed the match. I love the finish. I like the fact that it basically kind of. Uh, went the way that I kind of said last week, I believe. Um, I believe I said it last week on the show. I may have said it on my prediction show, um, on Twitch. Um, but Sasha took the bullet for Bailey, and Bailey didn't do the same for Sasha. Um, first oh, and yeah. foremost, I'm Bailey, right. Bailey got the win with a s- inside cradle, small package. Um, and and they kind of beat up Oscar, setting up for you know right picking for Banks to kind of um uh, to kind of, uh, just, you know, easy win, you know, easy done, easy peasy, as Asuka would say, um, but that wasn't really the case. Sasha and Asuka had a really good match, one of the better wrestling matches of the weekend, like, just plain wrestling, um, so we'll talk about both here, but what do you think about the, the SmackDown Women's Championship match, and then going into Raw, and then Sasha taking the bullet for Bayley, but Bayley not, really willing to do the same for Sasha. what do you think about it all?
0: It's just, it's just so good. It is so good. That effort. Yeah. That was the absolute right choice to, to kick off the, the main portion of the show. Oscar, Oscar Bailey. Good match. It's funny though. Like I'm watching it and I'm like, this is a good match. This is a good match. But in the back of my head, I'm like, you just know that later on Oscar and Sasha are going to have an absolute heater of a match. So that's, you know, that's maybe that's unfair to to Oscar and Bailey, but uh, yeah, I was looking forward to the second match, especially after Bailey. Yeah, especially after, like you said, Bailey won and Sasha played a big role in Bailey winning. And you just knew, yeah, you you did. You said it on this show. Maybe you said, I think you might have said it on both shows, actually, but you definitely said it on this show that, that Sasha was going to take that bullet for Bailey, and Bailey was not going to pay the favor back. And mm-hmm. damn it, that is exactly what happened. That second match was so good. Asuka oh. and Sasha have such a ridiculous chemistry. Mm-hmm. They're both willing to take, like, absurd bumps that you don't see a lot of people take. And the, it's just a little, like, the transitions and the counters and the moves are flawless. As flawless as any two people on the roster, man, woman, whatever, they are so good together, and yeah. everything about this match was just, like, so good. And I love how <laughs> Asuka
1: just loves DDTs now. Did you see her just throwing out jumping DDTs and everything like that? I was like, fuck yeah, Asuka, you're so good. Also, I should note, I've seen this on Twitter, I don't know exactly where i seen it, but I did notice it during the match as well. Um, the The callback here at the very end of this match, do you remember when... Sasha first won the championship by a countout, and Kyrie was screaming for Oscar, and Oscar ran to Kyrie. Well, yeah, Sasha yeah. screamed for Bailey, and Bailey did not come.
0: Bailey, well, yeah, that was that. They, they really,
1: they, <sighs> they people shit on WWE for not being able to tell long term stories, but they have told long-term stories with multiple different stories throughout this night, which we'll talk about in a minute, but in this particular situation, they have done. I know a lot of people have criticized that all the belts are on two people. I didn't. I liked it. I thought it was really fun. I thought it's been really fun. This has been an incredible long-term story. When you think about it, it's been going for years, but in this last stress of seven, eight months, this has been a fantastically told story that the slow burn, like, it has been done really well. But that end when she was screaming, Bailey! And Bailey was nowhere to be seen. And then having to reluctantly tap out and Oscar getting back the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, just so good. And then, of course, what happened on Raw as well. The body language of those two during both of their matches. Um, both the Lumberjack match and Bailey's um, tango with Shayna Baszler. Um, just so, so good. And again, Bailey kind of screwing over Sasha's rematch and... Um, just everything about it. Also, we should probably note, Kev, that um, payback—they were that they, we, we were told they're going to defend the tag team championships. We didn't know who against until Raw. Um, it's going to be Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax—a bit of an odd duo. Oh boy, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm very much here for it. It's, it's more than likely going to be the end of Sasha and Bailey's reign. Come payback um and Shayna and Nia is something different, something cool and gives them two something to really do for a while and really sink their teeth into. Um I'm here for it. I'm here for it. all.
0: Yeah, I you know you just you know that WWE loves to do the odd couple tag oh, team they love it's it. Wor- it's worked in the past. It's an old favorite. And yeah, they're 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 probably going to win the belts. I don't see why they wouldn't. And I'll yeah, that's you, you you clamor for something different. You clamor for different teams. That's as different a team as you're gonna get. But that's also a really hard team to beat. So that's oh gonna be Lord, bit, yeah. whenever someone knocks them off the perch, whoever it is, Riot Squad, Iconics, anybody, you know, maybe someone from NXT. Whoever wins, whoever beats that team is made. Like that is a that's a that's a. And big I can already win. see
1: Kev how it's gonna go. Shayna and I will hate each other at the start. Six months down the line, they're going to be the best of friends. And it's going to be great. And I am very much here for it. But um, this whole Banks-Bailey program that's kind of leading now, we, we have the Thunderdome now, so now we can kind of go with things. Um, we will note. First issue that we'll bring up with the Thunderdome, well, not issue, I guess fans being kind of not realizing how good they have this experience.
0: Fans the- being pieces of shit.
1: And guess what? WWE have every right in there, not only to take action against these people, ban them and, and whatever, but to also, I don't blame them at all for this, is to take away that right of us being able to just be in the Thunderdome and having plants and having family and friends be in the crowd, like as in in the virtual crowd. Um, I wouldn't blame them to take away it to take it away from us. Three shows we've had in the Thunderdome and we've had KKK members like dressed up. We've had, um, we've had different kinds of signs. We've had pictures of Chris Benoit. We've had um, someone showing an execution of some kind, like a, a some kind of imitation execution or something. Um, did one dude whip his junk out or something like that? I heard. I heard there's that.
0: a lot of things, and it's tough, to, and it is tough to verify, honestly. But we do know, I, I, I a bunch of these things are true. I, I know that the, the the mock execution thing was, I don't know if that one was true. I know the Benoit thing happened, mm-hmm. Fire Velvet Team Dream happened, like Mario and Pikachu, all that stuff.
1: Then ones are um, fun. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Pikachu, Mario, yeah, have some fun in there. I don't care about that. But then there's people that are taking the yeah. fun out of it, and and are going to be the ones that ultimately. WWE are gonna have to be like you can't be in here, or they're gonna charge people. One of the two.
0: Yeah, it sucks, but it's money. like, it just how yeah, You know, some people just cannot appreciate how good they have it. Mm-hmm. We 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 wanted something different from the PC shows where there's no crowd, and not only did they give us something different, but they gave people a chance to be part of it. Yep. And people were just like, nah, I'm gonna be an asshole. Yep. It's, it's
1: so dumb. And
0: yeah, we 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 are so lucky that. I, I don't know, like, when when they first dropped the Thunderdome, like, when they first unveiled it, like, the day before SmackDown, it was, like, a preview, and then the next thing on SmackDown, I hadn't watched SmackDown, but I was watching Twitter, and a lot of people were, like, ragging on the Thunderdome. I love it. So when I I turned on SummerSlam and, like, I got a feel for it, I thought it was amazing. Like, I thought it was so cool. Yeah, I
1: think the only issue with SmackDowns and it was a good test run for SummerSlam, was the sound. Like, they didn't have... The sound down packed yet with the Thunderdome and things were a little quiet and it was kind of awkward. But they certainly fixed it by Summerslam. They made sure you could hear things and they obviously piped in a lot of stuff, which is fine by me. Um,
0: and yeah, it was, I like. It was good. I, I like the piped in noise. Honestly, it needs it's, to. I need. To, I need that noise. That was like the only. Like that's literally the only thing about Thunderdome that I was like, okay, maybe they could do a little better. I didn't. I don't know what summer, what Smackdown was like, but I definitely at times thought they could have been a little louder. Yeah, but it also kind of have like but like it had, there was never that there was never silence. Like there was always like that, that roar of the crowd under everything. And I appreciated that. Yeah. And the visual of it, like just like, you know, you see all those faces and it was really cool. Honestly, I thought it was awesome. And plus you could just tell like they're, they're in an arena, the hard cams back to where it was. Yeah. It just feels
1: like wrestling again. It feels like WWE again. I should say it just, it had that, it made SummerSlam feel a lot bigger than maybe it was. Um, Back to SummerSlam with things. We're not going to talk about the Raw Tag Team title match. We'll talk about Mandy and Sonya because that was obviously, um, th- again, another long-term story that's been building for a long time. We're finally getting this payoff to it. I thought the match was okay. It wasn't, like, anything, like, spectacular. I thought it was, it was a, good, a good match. Um, Sonya kind of, as we kind of expected with things, um, Sonya losing and quote, unquote, leaving WWE, whether it's actually real or whether it's, um, so she can take some time off to deal with everything that's been going on, um, is irrelevant to me. She'll be back at some stage regardless whether she is actually gone or not. Um, she's got too, way too much left to give and she were only scratching the surface what she could do. Good win for Mandy. Um, all I'll say from the matches, while it wasn't like amazing, like the best thing ever, um, Mandy
0: certainly loves pump knees. <laughs> yeah, she, oh, she, oh, well, she, gets a, she gets a pretty good pump knee, so you know yeah. it all power to her. It was it was a, it was a, it was a little short, but I, I I I some part of me just figures that they had to sort of restructure this match a little yeah, bit definitely. after everything. I don't think they really needed to do that much to tell a story, and I I think they did tell the the, the right story in that yeah. span of time. Obviously, you know, Mandy gets a big win. Sony gets to take the time off that she needs to to you know to sort of process everything and to get her get her head back to you know where it needs to be. And yeah, she'll yeah. be back. If if it's you know if it's her choice and she doesn't want to come back and she wants, you know, she, she just wants to to call it a day, that's fine. Yeah. But if it's up to WWE, like she'll be back as soon as they could get her back because she's so invaluable to this company.
1: Definitely. Um and just touching on that Mandy Sonya stuff. Uh, Well, that Sonia Deville stuff. Um, To say that she's still getting threats from people is just, oh boy, like, how scary. And her ex-girlfriend is now involved in this. They was threatening her. Um, Let's just hope everything goes well. Um, And I'm glad that she's now um, requested, well, last we heard is she requested that some stuff be kept private and sealed evidence, whatever you want to call it just so her address and stuff isn't kind of publicized to the world Um, because there's always copycats and there's always kind of other stuff. So I just wish for her safety and wish for her happiness. And hopefully she can get past this um, because it wouldn't be the, certainly wouldn't be the easiest thing to get past. But um, back to SummerSlam, um, we had, uh, well, let's talk about Dominic Mysterio and Seth Rollins, First, let's talk about the two attires of these two because Seth Rollins was dressed like Rey Mysterio in 97 and it was great. Um, I like uh, Dominic's uh, attire as well, the blue and the hood and everything like that. Now, um, in similar vein, I guess it's a little different because we knew that Dominic was training and also his father is Rey Mysterio. Um, But Seth Rollins got a fantastic match out of this kid and he's just a natural. Yes, he's very green and you can tell that more so on Raw than you could at SummerSlam. Um, there was a lot of spots where I'm like, I can see Dominic's like thinking about what he has to do next instead of just going through the motions. But that's just inexperience; You can't teach that. Um, but he certainly is just naturally very good at this. And he did some really cool stuff. It was very physical. I think, to be honest, Kevin, and I mean this is a knock, it was just everything we thought it was going to be.
0: It was it was super good. Uh, I was a big fan, like definitely a little bit more than I thought I would be. Honestly, uh, I don't and I don't know why that is, but i like, when it, going into this match, I had sort of like, you know, sort of you know mid level expectations. You know, obviously Dominic's never wrestled a, um, like a match of that caliber, or really a match at all in WWE before. But like, so you know, you, I, I feel like we we go back to this like Seth Rollins. Is like more is one of the best on the in the world, and we take that for granted a lot. But he, like, I, I, the way I, the way I differentiate this match from like the Cole McAfee, I thought McAfee played like a huge role in making that match what it was. I thought this, while Dominic was like really good, I thought this was set the Seth Rollins show.
1: Mm. I can't, I can't, um, disagree with you. Just a really good match, and the stuff with, um, uh, Ray's wife Angie being there. Oh my, that, that so, that, oh I thought God. Seth was gonna. Was, I was like, Seth, don't you do anything
0: to I, her. I was so I was so worked from from that point on, basically through the rest of the match. But when he when he started to look up towards Angie, I was like, you son of a bitch. And then when he handcuffed Ray and made Ray watch as he stomped his kid, that was oh that hurts. That hurt my that hurt my soul.
1: Really good stuff though, and and good continuation with Roar and then obviously Retribution kind of attacking, um, attacking, uh, Ray and Dom, but yeah, I really did enjoy that. I really, I, I honestly really did enjoy that. Um, we talked about Sasha Oscar already a great match, as we kind of pointed out, um, Drew and Randy, Oh, was I surprised to see Randy not win and the way that he lost to, her, I like the fact that it ended in a backslide. Yeah.
0: That was a that's that's this is a was a classic wrestling match that ended up with a classic wrestling move. That yeah. was that was for the like for for the longest time the WWE title has not really had a main event feel even with like Lesnar had it obviously it, had a, it was a main event belt but it wasn't like you know they didn't have the big fight feel for me for a long time maybe since like it was yeah, Kofi and Randy I, I went back looked through the lineage of that belt. And yeah, like it's been a while since I really had there was a WWE title match that like made me think, wow, this is like a big fight, and this was it. Randy and Drew felt like a, the biggest fight you could have, and it was really good. It was yeah, it was a, it was a classic wrestling match. Like it wasn't you know no flips, just fists, as our our, our buddies over on AEW you might say. But uh, it was so good, and I, I and I, I said this on Twitter, but like that when you when you take that match and you add it to the two the two before it, which was Mysterio and Rollins and Sasha and Oscar. You, you're, you're hard-pressed to find a three-match stretch on a main event, on a main roster pay-per-view that good in a long time. That was so such, just bang, 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 good after good after good shit.
1: Yeah, definitely agree, definitely agree. And then, obviously, the punts on Raw, the three punts on Raw to kind of just and Drew McIntyre, um, and we're going to continue on with this story, which I'm not mad at at all. I think this does end with Randy Orton in the WWE Championship, but eh, maybe not. Who who really knows? Um, a lot of fun though. All right, let's uh talk about the main event. Uh, Universal Championship, Braun Strowman and the Fiend falls can anywhere. Um, I, 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 I don't really remember. To be honest, I don't really remember a lot about the match besides the finish um obviously the kind of the box cutter and i thought he was going to cut the fiend's mask i don't know why um but he, he cut up the the canvas and and we got down to the kind of wood um underneath it all and it ended up being the fiend one with what three sister abigail's or something like that
0: was it two or three on the wood this was uh i, I understand i obviously i mean you know with everything that happened afterwards as well. I understand why this was the main event. I wasn't so sure going in. Yeah. But like makes sense. It was it was tame though. It was I, I didn't think it was bad. I thought like it could I thought it was gonna be a lot nuttier. Cause like yeah, I really can't remember any specific spots besides the end. Yeah. You know, it was just kind of you know just whatever. And that that's basically how I feel about that whole feud. Yes. you know you, i'm sure you know, it was, there was some there was a lot of really good storytelling elements in there but i never i never felt like it really captured my attention Absolutely. Uh, i don't know what happened like they're playing up alexa bliss's involvement but she didn't she wasn't there i don't know i, I do not know if that was by design or i uh, just you know just yeah, I don't know. oversight but yeah it was fine it was fine you know and then the fiend winning is is the right call It it kind of has to be i, I don't I, I don't think you ever should have lost it, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a story for a rainy day.
1: Yes. Um. Let's talk about what happened after. I guess the tagline did it. It did serve its tagline, SummerSlam, unless oh, you'll never see it coming. Because I, did, the spear I did not and then see it <laughs> Roman Reigns is back and he was completely tearing house. His shirt said it. Wreck everyone and leave. Pretty good. If we get more of that Roman, I'm fine. I don't think it's necessarily like heel Roman or anything like that. Like some people are saying, um, he's just in the mood to just come in and say, "I'm the best. I'm the man. You're all my bitch. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you." It's not like Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt are the greatest two human beings in the world. It's not like they're super no mega was, baby that was, faces. That was
0: my that was a one. I'm probably my biggest problem with that whole feud is you know. Who do you really, like, especially towards the end when, like, you know, Str- Strowman went into the swamp and came out like this changed dude. Who are you rooting for? Is the Fiend the baby face there? He's literally a monster. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um,
1: So, Roman just come in, just beat the crap out of everyone, and Twitter was going fucking nuts. And I'm not saying negatively, because a lot of people weren't negative about it. They were like, that was pretty cool. And now, we've got, obviously, we have the triple threat at Payback uh, this weekend with – uh. Uh, Roman, Braun, and The Fiend. Now, here's where it's going to get a little interesting because it's classic Fiend situation. It's kind of like they've booked themselves into a little bit of a corner here, Kevin, because you have The Fiend, who's just won back the Universal Championship. You don't necessarily want him to lose it a week later. I know he doesn't necessarily have to take the fall, um, Bronze, I think Braun's in this match to take the fall to be completely honest and that's going to do a little bit of damage to Braun but also Roman Reigns it's like do you have Roman come back and a week later he just doesn't accomplish something like winning the title that he never lost
0: yeah, I see the predicament uh, uh, I see the predicament here's I think that and this is probably because of the way I've I've looked at the, the, the Fiend and Strowman with a little bit of apathy over the last couple of months, but I'm firmly in the corner. Just put the belt on Reigns. I I, I know that's going to make a lot of people mad, but I think that's the most compelling thing you could do right now because you, you you make you make good points with all three men. Obviously, Strowman is probably Strowman's probably in there to lose, and that that is going to do some damage. But also, I don't care. Uh, yeah. the fiend. It's who do you I
1: sacrifice here? You don't sacrifice Roman, and you certainly no. don't sacrifice the fiend because no, I don't know how many to, legs how many not. legs does the fiend really have if he just loses. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, if he no. if he takes another loss here, it's like, ooh, I don't know how many times we can just believe in in the fiend.
0: Yeah, it, i I don't I don't really believe in the fiend anymore anyway, but whatever. I I think Roman is the I think Roman is your guy. I think you put the belt right on him, and then immediately, you know, you could have those two. You could you could do a one on one Roman and Fiend feud, or the, you know if the Fiend goes away for a while or does something different. You you, you Braun and Roman have had some some absolute banger matches. We've seen them like, literally every time they step into the ring with one another. It's pretty great. But then you know, and then you, you you could go from there. You have a bunch of guys that would love to step to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns doesn't have bad matches like ever. Very rarely does Roman Reigns have a bad match. True. I will. I think he's he's your guy. You know, they're not. Wrong. I know you could a lot could be said about the way he was elevated to the top, but he's got. He is the guy. He is the number one guy in this company. He's the guy you build around. No doubt. I don't have. There's no doubt in my mind that he's the guy who has to be the who has to be number one. Yeah. So I think you put the belt on him and you, you go from there. I think it's a lot easier to go from there with him. Than it would be to go with the fiend or with Braun at this point.
1: Okay, I mean, it, it's it's going to be interesting, and it's certainly going to be a really good main event. It'll be a lot of fun, like I, no doubt about it. But it, just a cool comeback. It left a nice taste in my mouth at the end of SummerSlam. I'll tell you that SummerSlam was a really damn good show. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Takeover, and I loved Takeover. But I really like SummerSlam. Like I really yeah. like that show
0: how many weekends are there where we're like the main event the main roster show was better and these takeovers run against big four pay-per-views but I feel like we're always saying I think takeover was the show of the weekend not this week I don't think there's anyone nothing not to take away from takeover because it was a good show but SummerSlam was like top notch
1: yeah easily the best show since Rumble easily um it's just a really really good show Thunderdome added to it minus the few hiccups we've had with the Thunderdome. Um, but just added to it, the atmosphere was back. I think we miss, we all missed that kind of WWE look and that WWE kind of production with their Pyro. And it's so good to see Pyro back, by the way. I missed it a lot. Um, it does add, those elements add to wrestling. Um, it's just, it was just a really, really, really good show. Um, just a lot of fun. Um, all right, so let's get into what I was kind of talking about this week to kind of wrap up this episode so um I'll, I'll talk for a little while Kevin will chime in in a minute but um I'll just kind of take the reins here okay so at the very beginning of this week you may have seen a tweet from the reverb radio account that kind of said basically we're looking I'm looking to expand reverb radio and work with some other people first and foremost thank you to all the people I got a lot of People that wanted to kind of work with Reverb Radio, work with myself, and just kind of um, be a part of this. And that's really cool to see. And then I started going through some names and message. I even messaged some people. Um, but uh, middle of this week, I kind of was looking at things and I'm like, oh man, I don't know. There's something about this that just doesn't fit. it felt very forced instead of feeling very like the natural next step. Um, and then I kind of started to look at everything that I kind of do content wise. And I was just like, oh man, I said when I took, so everyone knows that a couple of months ago, um, uh, I kind of took a little bit of a break and I wanted to reassess what I was doing. And from the very time I come back, I said, I want to expand. I'm giving myself a year to kind of grow what I'm doing and, and, and just wanting to keep elevating. I think Kevin, if there's anything I can humbly brag about is that I've always wanted to get better and I've always wanted to, I just don't see, a lot of people just see this as a little kind of side thing that they kind of do and why that is a yes, that's true in a lot of cases. I've always wanted to grow and I've always wanted to just go, I wanna take this as far as it can go. I, I think what I realized with reverb radio is that there's a certain ceiling that I wasn't gonna be able to go any higher. Um, So first things first, I just want to say that, um, I've, I've kind of just decided that it's time to end Reverb Radio just because I just, I've hit a level of comfort that I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm not progressing anymore with this and I just kind of want to I want to focus, I want to grow other areas of my content. So, um, you know, with Twitch and with everything else, so I'm kind of like, okay, that's ending. Um, but also on top of that, and this is what, um was one of the harder decisions is that, um, to focus on Twitch and to focus on YouTube. Um, I've decided that it's time to end wrestling reverb as well. This is, this is the last episode of wrestling reverb. Um, and I'm kind of, I've hit my ceiling with podcasting and it's not the easiest thing I have to do. And I know a lot of people will be like, it's just a podcast and everything like that. But, um, in the last two years of doing this, um, I have grown as a person And I've become more confident as a person directly related to this show. Um, So this really is one of the favorite parts of my week and one of the best things that's happened in the recent memory to me just with gaining confidence and gaining the ability to be openly myself. I don't think I would have done a lot of things in life if it wasn't directly related to growing a small following on through this show. I give everything that I've ever tried and ever done content wise to Wrestling Reverb. Um, and it's, I know, I, I know it again, I know it just seems like some people will be like, it's just a podcast. It makes me very emotional to even think about the end of this, but, um, just because of all the relationships I've built with people over the last two years, including yourself, Kevin, and all of the other people through Brainbuster and just everyone taking a small chance on me and allowing me to grow as a human being, it's all directly related to this show. And, um, I just realized that, you know, with everything else that I want to focus on and I want to grow that is starting to grow a lot more than I thought it would. And at a, a, a bigger pace, I want to be able to put, I, I never ever wanted to put something out that I wasn't proud of and what it was, wasn't 110% involved in. And I'm just realizing that growing other areas of content, that this would become kind of just the side thing. And I never want wrestling reverb just to be average. I always wanted it to be the best. So I, I just made the decision that it's time to end this show and it's not going to be the easiest thing to do because I love doing it. And maybe one day down the line, this will come back. Um, but for now I want to continue to grow my Twitch. I want to continue to grow other areas of content. I have more plans for what I want to do. Um, whether it's inside the wrestling community or not, I just feel like there's, there's a ceiling and I've reached my, I've reached my point with it. Um, and it sucks. And I'm again, grateful for all the relationships that I built with everybody through this and just the amount of confidence that I've gained as a person in this, because it's, it's, it's not taken lightly. It, It genuinely, and Kevin can attest to this. Um, it's one of the favorite parts of our week, getting to sit down and do this and, I'm not necessarily, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm not going to podcast in the sense of if people need me for guest spots or if people want me to fill in or just come and talk on their show, I'm definitely going to be available. And I definitely encourage that people ask me because I genuinely love doing this. And I'm sure, Kevin, um, you'll be available for guest spots or if anyone kind of needs you um, I, I, or if you wanted to do your own show or anything that you wanted to do, I'm sure you could do it. But um, I just, I just feel it's best that, I want to continue to focus on on other areas of content. Um, so for, I believe, 106 episodes now, Kev, or 105 episodes, we've been doing this. But it's officially time to say goodbye to Wrestling Reverb. Um, it's been so much fun. And I've loved every single episode. I've loved every chat that I've ever had with anybody throughout this show. And again, just allowing me to be myself and allowing me to grow as a human being is just the thing I'm going to take out most of this and allowing me to talk about the thing I love most, which is which is wrestling. Um, and I'll continue to do so. You can come hang out with me on Twitch. Come hang out with me through YouTube. Um, and just, I don't know, obviously I'm not going anywhere off Twitter. I'm still going to talk about wrestling on Twitter a lot. A lot of this kind of wrestling talk, I think will be integrated into different Twitch streams and and, and different stuff. But um, it's still not the easiest thing to decide and it's still not the easiest thing to do. Um, but I don't want to put out something that I'm not fully intending to put myself into and I want to allow myself some extra time to do other things. And it's going to open up a lot of my time. Um, but I've loved every single show that I've ever done, not just wrestling river, but all the other shows that I've done. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just the right time to do this. And, um, Kevin, I'll kind of let you speak on what you want to say, but, um, it's been so much fun being able to talk to someone literally across the world every single week. So thank you.
0: Yeah, man. Oh, that. Thank you. Thank you for, <laughs> for, for bringing me on here. I mean, we, we've talked about it before, but I'll just, you know, just to reiterate, I mean, I never thought this would be something I ever really would do. I never really thought I'd be a member of, 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 of the the community. We, we find ourselves in online. I, I I made a blog two years ago, a year and a half ago, roughly. Just you know, just as like a way to to deal with some some things going on in my own life, and just as like a sort of a, a way out or like a release. And through that, I never thought I thought I'd be writing, you know, and you know, maybe four or five followers, and not really interacting with people, and just basically having like you know just a separate account just for the sake of having it. But got over over time, you know, it grew, it grew, it grew, and it led me to it led me to Reverb, it led me to to you, it led me to everybody we've we've had on this show, and we've you know we've we've worked alongside with Brain Brainbusta and you know and Reverb Radio and everything you know everybody that we've that I've met through wrestling Twitter is probably in some way due to this show, and I, that's something I'll, I'll cherish forever. Yeah, and yeah, it's 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 it's, t- it's always tough to say about This is this is this is your baby, you know? but yeah. sometimes the baby has to. The baby has to learn to walk. The baby has to leave the crib. And uh, I know you're going to keep kicking ass and everything else on Twitch and YouTube and, and all the other stuff, And I know your TikToks are going to not stop. But,
1: <laughs> oh, no, which, you know, they'll probably increase now.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah, know, we, we, can't, we can't win them all. But <laughs> 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 no, seriously, though, because you, you, I, I, think, I think this has been a long time coming, honestly. I think you have shown over the last year or so that, you're too multi, you're too multifaceted and multi-talented to be nailed down to some to just one thing. You know, there's so many different things that you could be doing, and you now you have, you're gonna have the time to do these things and to to work on these things. And you're you're, like, you're a rock star, man. You 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 are one of the the, the 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 bright and shining faces of this whole community, man. I remember when when I first you know we first interacted for the first time, we were both kind of you know small fish. And now, like this is your pond. I don't. I not to ga- not to gas you up or anything, but you are like you are someone that every time you tweet, it, it pops up like top of my feed, and people are tweeting and responding and, and liking, and you know it's you're all over the place, and you're gonna keep being all over the place. And I think that's the best thing for everybody because you 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 turn out such good stuff that people are gonna want to tune in. I can't wait to tune in, honestly. So yeah, bottom of my heart, thank you for, for the show. Thank you for putting me on and letting me talk about wrestling. With someone that, yeah, Australia. Like I, I don't know, I don't know shit about Australia. I know you guys like Vegemite, and I know the, the, the Tim Tam Slam was was a thing there. And what ACDC is from there, and so is Kylie Minogue. I think. So that, you know, I never thought I'd be, never thought I'd be chatting once a week, sometimes more, with someone on the other side of the world. Never thought I'd have to learn time zones, but I, I had to, and that's probably something else for in, in life. Yeah. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, you know, thank you to everybody who listened. Obviously, we wouldn't be here without people on the other side, on you know, on the other side of the phone, on the other side of the computer listening to this and, and and people that interact with us too. It wouldn't be fun if, you know, we didn't hear from anybody or we didn't meet anybody or work with anybody through this. And we've met and worked with so many people and we've heard some so many wonderful people. So, yeah, if you listen to this show every week, we owe a lot to you. So, thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um completely echo what Kevin said. Thank you to everyone that's ever listened to this show. Thank you for everyone that's ever interacted with us. Again, I know I'll speak for myself and I'm pretty sure Kevin, we're not leaving Twitter. We're still going to be around and we'll both be definitely. I know I will be available for guest spots. And again, I encourage it even more now just because I I know that I'm going to miss this aspect of talking about wrestling in long form. Um, but Again, I'm trying my best not to like completely cry here, but um thank you, Kevin, for the kind words. Right back at you with just everything. There's a reason I brought you on. Um and I'm sure we'll still do stuff somewhere down the line. Um maybe you can come and hang out one of my Twitch streams every now and again. I'd be down for it. Um so um it's just it's just the right time to do this. Um and I just feel like I have other areas to kind of um expand into and just kind of attempt if I'm really want to be serious about this next year over this next year trying to really expand and really grow inside the world of content creation then unfortunately this is just the sucky part of it that has to come to an end to allow me to grow in other areas um with something I can really sink my teeth into um I've done this for two years and I've loved again every single minute of it it's it's um it's, it's allowed me to do so much more than people listening will ever understand. And it's just allowed me to be my idiot self every single week. And all my other shows that I've done, it's given me the confidence to talk about other things that aren't wrestling. And, and something I'm really proud of to say within myself is that I will never just, if anyone tells me to stay in your lane, I just kind of don't really see that. I I, I kind of am in the zone of, I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. And feel comfortable doing so. So again, I know this sounds like we're, we're being, we're being sad, but it's not, we're we're genuinely happy and it's better to end something when it's, you know, when I'm happy with it, instead of getting to the point where I become angry or upset with it. And it just becomes a hassle to do. Um, I never wanted to get to the point. We always said, if this isn't fun, then there's no point in doing it anymore. So um, big ups to everybody that's listened. Big ups to everybody that's ever been a guest on this show. Big ups to anybody that's ever asked us to be a part of their show. We do truly appreciate it. We hope it continues. Um, So usually this would be the part where I say, if you're not listening to any other shows on Reverb Radio, we'll see you next Friday. But I guess this is now the part where we just say goodbye. Um, This feed will stay up so you can listen to all the old episodes. It'll be, of course, available on all my YouTube stuff. It'll be available on Twitch. It'll be available wherever you kind of find my stuff. Um, and I guess, Kevin, do you want to promote anything? Maybe if people want to, uh, I know people are following me on Twitter. You're still going to, are you going to be doing blogs? What are you, what is your plan here now? Instead of just being talking to me every single Friday, Thursday. I
0: mean, um, it's always a little tight. I, I try to, I try to prod myself to do more blogs. It's tough, you know, with a, with a full-time schedule and, uh, and it's tough to find time to to really and you know writing is such a thing where you know you don't just like sit down and write something every week, like no. clockwork it's gotta be it comes in ebbs and flows, and it's gotta be you know I'm not gonna just write something for the sake of doing so, so I don't have like a real schedule right now, but yeah, I'm available you know to do you know guest spots, I'm available to do whatever, and yeah, I'm gonna keep writing, I'm gonna keep tweeting about wrestling because it's genuinely been like the most fun run. I've ever had just like just chopping it up and mm-hmm. I, I used to tweet about wrestling on my on my personal account, but I got I got vibes that it wasn't what people wanted to see. <laughs> and that's tough. So I it, it, so I'm glad I was able to, to reach out and to, to actually find a group of people, a big group of people yeah. that you know love wrestling and you know will tweet about it and will like my tweets and will we'll tweet at me and we'll talk about it and we'll you know we'll maybe we disagree, but it's usually amicable. And it's usually, it fosters really good discussion. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere.
1: Yeah, no, um, I'm certainly not going anywhere. In in fact, you'll probably hear more from me now because I'll be on Twitch a little bit more. I'll have more of a set schedule with Twitch. I'll have more of the stuff that's coming out in, uh, in other areas of content on YouTube. Um, I have stuff planned and you'll probably... I'm not going to decrease the level of tweets I do in a day because it's already, I mean, I do a lot of tweeting. Um, so you'll still hear me and you'll still do that. So if you're not following me, I guess now is the chance to f- follow me, Josh Robinson 00. Um, and yeah, I guess this is, I've always been terrible at outros. I never got better at them. Um, but from the bottom of my heart, Kevin's already said his piece, but from the bottom of my heart, I love each and every one of you that's taken the time on myself or this show, or anything that I've done. Um, And that's it. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.